What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 110 of the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. I'm not sure what we're going to get into this week. Normally, I do these intros after we record, so I know what we talked about. I'm doing this one before we start, so I have no idea what we're going to get into. The last few times that we've all three been in here, we've got into a little bit of everything, so who knows where it's going to go. Stay tuned. You'll find out when we do. Before we get into whatever we're going to get into, though, don't forget about our partners for the podcast. One of those is Grandpa Ray Outdoors. Uh, they specialize in providing the best nutrition for white-tailed deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods with over 14 different plot blends to choose from. You're not going to have any trouble finding what you're looking for. Whether you want spring blends, fall blends, uh, they've got grains, switchgrass, and then liquid fertilizer soil test kits. When it comes to food plotting, you name it, they've pretty much got it. Uh, they're real knowledgeable, too. John has been in the business since 1991, and then they started Grandpa Ray Outdoors in 2015. So they've actually been at it as GRO for a while now. But with that knowledge comes great customer service when it comes to food plotting, because if you have any questions about what blends would be best for your specific property, you can just call them, ask them whatever you need to ask, and they're going to have the answers for you. So we've used their seed on our own properties. We've put them on client properties and always been really happy with the results we've got from them. So if you want to check them out, go to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com, use the discount code RHO Podcast. that's all lowercase, no space, and you'll get 5% off your order we're also a dealer for them, so if you want to save some money on shipping, just let me know. Send me a message, stop by and see me, and I'll get you hooked up there. <clears throat> Our other partner for the podcast, if you guys don't know, is Rodney Hawkins. Now, if you guys are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, maybe you want somewhere you can put your own food plots in, use some of that Grandpa Ray seed, you need to talk to Rodney. He grew up hunting and fishing in our area, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. If you guys haven't heard of them, they're not your average real estate company. While they do recreational properties as well, or recreational, why do they do residential properties as well? They mostly do recreational properties, selling over $85 million worth of ground in 2020, 2022 alone. I'm not going to get through this one. I'm going to have to update that soon because this is the last episode of 2023. Mm -hmm. So I'll have to get with Rodney and we'll have to change that, see what they sold this past year. But they've got agents like Rodney all over Illinois, so they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, anything that might be available, or even just getting your own property listed, maybe uh, you've got a piece you want to downgrade or upgrade, he's got buyers as well. You can call him at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors, where he's got products from Radix Hunting. He's got camo dust. He's got Tacticam trail cameras, and he's trying to add new stuff all the time as well. So if you're interested in any of that or seeing what he has coming up, Go to their Facebook page. You can send them a message there. It's RG Outdoors. You can email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com. Or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. If you're on social media, give us a follow. Facebook and Instagram are the two that I use. I think we have a Twitter page, but I never use it. <clears throat> I haven't used Twitter much at all in the last, I don't know, five years. Anyway, if you're on Instagram or Facebook, we're Ridge Hunter Outdoors. On those, you guys can follow us there, get some content. Uh, we do have a Facebook group. It's a private group called RHO Podcast Patrons. I want to do a giveaway in there soon. So if you're not a part of that group, go uh, request to join. You just got to answer a couple of questions, and then you'll be in. Um, and then you'll have a chance at whatever giveaway we decide to do. RichHunterOutdoors.com is our website. If you guys find anything on there that you like, whether that's the apparel, whether it's the tarsal sprays or the calming spray or any seed that we might have on there, you can use the discount code RHOPOD, that's all caps, no space, and get 10% off there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, follow us, 
Like, leave a review, whatever it lets you do. That helps us out a bunch. And on YouTube, same way, you guys can go to the YouTube channel. It's Rich Hunter Outdoors. That's where the Fall Pursuit Show is at. We'll have another episode of that coming up here in the next couple of weeks, probably. Um, be the last one before really the finale. We're going to do a recap episode on there, but you'll be able to see that on YouTube. Rich Hunter Outdoors, make sure you subscribe. We're right close to 3,500 if we haven't hit it yet. As mm-hmm. of today, it was like 3,480 or something like that. So mm-hmm. we appreciate everybody who has subscribed. If you haven't, Let's hit 3,500 before 12 o'clock tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll call that good. Okay. All that's over with. Let's get into whatever we're going to get into on episode number 110. This is the Rich Hunter Outdoors podcast. I'll tell you later. But I just did the intro, and I was saying we need to get to 3,500, and Blake just looked it up, and we did it. You guys are fast. Good job, guys. <laughs> you hit it before this even came out. I guess I shouldn't have said that because this comes out Monday anyway, so mm-hmm. our listeners are intuitive. It's like they're listening. Maybe they're smarter than us. I. They have to be. <laughs> if they're not, if they're not, there's no way they would have figured out how to find our podcast and get it turned on. <laughs> the bar's not set too high. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, let's be honest here. No, that's cool though, because I wanted to be at like a thousand this year, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, we might as well hit two thousand. Mm-hmm. Like thirty five hundred. Yep, that's pretty sweet. Just I'm, imagine I'm if we okay had kill shots. No joke, man. <laughs> no joke. Hey, we got one bow kill coming up. Whenever the next episode's going to be, there is a doe. That did get shot. And I even got new felt for my QAD in. So the last couple of days, even though I haven't been able to draw back on anything, it, it would have been quieter. Good. <laughs> yeah. that, oh, I, I got close yesterday evening. So I've been hunting with Dusty the last three days. And he's got food, which is what you need late season. Like we had that yeah. cold front come in, and we talk about it all the time. When it comes to late season, if you got the food, you're going to have the deer. Mm-hmm. And he says it every year. They'll hold a certain amount of deer throughout the season, but then late season, they just pile in, and he's, yeah. he gets new deer all the time because yeah. they have the food in the area. Yeah, I was sitting over a two-acre bean field with some green on the end of it where I was hunting the last two days before today when we had the colder weather, and I probably saw more deer in two days than I saw all season. Wow. <laughs> like combined. It was, it was nuts. There was wow. a point I told you guys, where I had, I counted, I went back and counted today. There were 12 deer in frame at the same time mm-hmm. in one little section of this bean field. Probably half of them bucks. Mm-hmm. The two biggest ones were just two and a half year old. One of them might have been three, but I'm probably two and a half. Uh, but it is wild the last the last couple of days. And then today went again and saw 10 or 12. And this was little, like, I couldn't see 40, 50 yards probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe 60 yards in one direction. So, like, it's just been really good sits the last few days, but... Um, with late season, you got the food. That's where they're at. Anyway, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, I had a buck pop out because Dusty sent me a list before I went hunting with him. I was like, I want to know what deer you don't want shot mm-hmm. because I don't want to go to your property and shoot a deer that, like, okay, maybe if I'm at the cabin, a four-and-a-half-year-old deer that's 140, 150, I'm going to kill it. Mm-hmm. If I go to your place and that's a deer that you say, I really want to let him go another year because I've got, you know, I don't know, 160 over here that I really don't want to kill, but I will if he comes by. So <laughs> let's just say. <clears throat> so <laughs> I told Dusty to give me a list 
what deer he didn't want me to shoot. Yeah. And so he just he sent me like a handful of bucks. Uh, one of them was probably three and a half. It was just a stud. Mm-hmm. And a couple more that are like four and a half. He's like, we want to see what they do next year kind of thing. I'm like, okay, whatever. And he, then he sent me a handful, several bucks that are like five and a half plus mm-hmm. that are not giants. I mean, a couple of them were really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly deer that are like really solid bucks that are just old enough to where it's not doesn't make a difference if you give them another year. They're fully mature, yada, yada. Yeah. So I, I ended up seeing one of those deer the first night <clears throat> while, way on the other end of the field. And then the second night, that half-racked buck came out that I showed you guys on the camera. Mm-hmm. Just a big frame deer, four-and-a-half-year-old buck. That His other side didn't match, but he ended up breaking it off anyway. So obviously he was an easy pass wait till next year hopefully he comes back and matches both sides because he did he'll be a stud mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> i'm watching all these deer and this is shortly after i've got the all these deer in frame some of them work down in front of me that half rack bucks like 50 yards away right out in front of the blind and then there were a couple of like 20 so i couldn't really move because there's a ton of deer around and it was fairly still at that time and they were looking at something behind me and then they would kind of look up at the blind and they'd look around again and i just wasn't moving. Finally, they worked off, and I peeked around the blind, and there's standing a seven-point, like, three-and-a-half-year-old that I saw the night before who looked pretty good, really pretty framed deer, just not real big. I actually think he was an eight, and he broke one off. But anyway, and then beside him up pops this other one that's a seven that makes him look considerably smaller. That one's a big seven. Yeah, and I was like, hey. (laughs) He was probably 120 yards at that point. But he, I don't know how long he'd been there because I was sitting still, and I just finally peeked around back at those deer, and there he popped his head up. Mm-hmm. So I finally got my phone up on the camera and sent a picture to Dusty, and yeah, I got the safety off. <laughs> I got the camera up uh, and took a picture and sent it to Dusty. I was like, hey, do you know this deer? And there's another one around there that looks similar, but his sides are flipped. He's like, well, it's not that one. He said, no, he looks like a bonus buck to me. And I was like, well, I haven't seen his body yet, but if he's mature... Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill him. Knowing that, one, he's mature. Two, that you don't know him. Yeah. Like, he's going to die. Yeah. If he comes in, he's at least going to get shot. So he... <laughs> at. Yes. <laughs> so eventually, he's the last buck in the field. And it's getting down, man, the last 10 minutes or so. And I don't know if he heard something or what, but he comes trotting at me. Like, coming pretty hard. So I get everything ready, and then he hits the edge of the beans, which is about 50, between 50 and 55 yards, and he just stops. And he stood there for five minutes, probably. I have six minutes of video, and the first part of it was him coming in. So I bet he stands there for five minutes, just looking for whatever he heard, I guess. I don't know. He never did see it, apparently. But he got to there. I needed him to come 20 more yards. Mm -hmm. And then he turned and went off and made that circle at about 55 yards and then left. And it was dark, but... That's the, another thing I told Dusty was I've seen the deer I shot, uh, your buck that you missed, when you missed him, and then that goofy buck were the three mature bucks that I'd seen from the stand all season. I've doubled my output in the last three days (laughs) of seeing mature bucks Mm -hmm. because I'd seen three of them, that half-wreck buck, the one I was going to shoot, and then that other one Mm -hmm. who was a real, he's kind of goofed up, but he was a nice deer. I definitely would have shot him. He said he's probably seven and a half or eight and a half. Man. Uh, but this deer uh, that I saw yesterday, very nice seven that I would love to have a shot at. But anyway, I didn't end up seeing him tonight. It was still a good hunt. But 
What I was going to tell you about tonight's hunt is I had some does come by, and I'm in a blind in the corner of this timber, and he's got pass mode, right? So it's not like the most ideal for filming and hunting, but make it work. Mm-hmm. So the first does come by, and they go right down beside me. <coughs> and then, I don't know, it was probably 10 minutes later, these other three got up, and they're piddling around over. They must have been bedded there because they were browsing around for like 45 minutes. Eventually, they all work their way out, and there's four of them, I think, three or four of them. And then I hear, I look up, and I see something a little bit bigger. I could tell it was a bigger body deer coming. And then I heard him grunt. Well, I saw antlers through the trees, and I uh, picked my binoculars up and looked at him through the timber. And Well, he's a younger buck, but he coming in, he was grunting. And he got on one of those little does, and he nudged her and bumped her off, right? And then he got over there. And he stopped, and he started looking at this doe, and he lip-curled, and this doe just immediately squatted and pissed all over herself. <laughs> like, leave me alone. <laughs> and he was standing there looking at her. He did a great big old lip curl. It was like licking his lips, looking at her. She stopped and pissed and ran off, and then he chased one of the smaller ones off, and they were gone. But I just thought that was hilarious. He, he just stopped right there and looked at her, and she was like, nope. <laughs> Which is, they were doing that yesterday, too, actually. Um that big half rack buck was bumping does around looking for one that he could mount. None of them were receptive. And uh, they were just hungry. Yes. <laughs> and then that, that seven point actually walked that buck off when he came in. And then he was bumping around some does too. And of course the younger ones were, but it was interesting that the mature bucks, just like we talked about last week, and they were smaller does, like the bigger mature does, except for one two and a half year old buck, they didn't really mess with the bigger does at all. Like they would nudge the little ones around. Like they knew that those would be the ones that were left. It seemed mm-hmm. like they were checking them. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought that was interesting since we just came off that about the second rut and yep. how there's no such thing. And ta da. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, for me, this was better than the first rut. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> we did have that. So, <clears throat> did you ever watch real close uh, the video of the buck I shot? After he goes up the pond bank? Uh, before you shot him? Yes. You saw him. You zoomed in on him. Mm-hmm. He was over there getting a drink, right? Mm-hmm. He comes up, and you can hear me say, go right. Well, you said you want to grunt at him. And I turned, so I wasn't looking at the deer anymore. But if you watch the video, he actually turns towards us. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he was probably going to come around there anyway. Mm-hmm. And then that doe is back there in the weeds with him on the pond bank. I remember I could see the doe. Yep. So I think, I got to thinking about it. They may have been coming anyway. Yeah. The grunt obviously helped because he was looking for whatever grunted at him. I don't think they'd have came that quick. Or maybe they don't even come south at all. Maybe they cut straight where that big doe did. Mm -hmm. But anyway, had I not shot at him there with that doe south, had we seen her earlier, maybe he comes back through to her. I don't Mm -hmm. think he would have left her. <clears throat> but anyway, I, I was the why I thought of that was that was probably the, one of the better the two days of the rut that I saw was when I went yeah. with you and then I did have one decent sit up at the North Farm where I saw those younger bucks. But mm-hmm. yeah, I got to thinking about that. Like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't gonna not shoot at him. Yeah, I think even if I knew that doe was there, I'd probably still shoot at him where yeah. I did. But like, if it didn't work out or something, or if you happened to slip by, I wonder if he wouldn't have came back because I don't think he'd have left her. No, nah. he was with her. He, yeah. he probably, had he got all the way around, he probably would have came back around us on the east side. 
Yeah. I would guess. Unless she followed him over there. And I don't think she was going to because she was still 30 yards back there, mm-hmm. 40 yards back in the brush when I shot him. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you'd ever watched that that close and saw because he, when he comes up off the pond, he actually turned right anyway. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, they may have done the same thing that Big Doe did. Yeah. Never got a shot at him, but yeah. I think they were probably coming that way anyway. Yeah. Um, because the big doe, she just went on west, didn't mm-hmm. she? That was the first deer we saw that morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's just a thought I had. Yeah. <clears throat> Stuff you think about after you, you know, shoot one and don't find it. Not yeah. that you would know about that. Uh, I just miss. <laughs> yeah. And then John Dudley over here in the corner. No, I've missed my <laughs> fair share of them. Uh, I was thinking, you know, we got the cowboy. Jeff is Uncle Cy, Uncle Jeff. You ain't got a nickname yet. I was thinking Rico Suave from when you had your glasses on and your chest hair popping out of your, <laughs> your, quarter, your quarter zip shirt. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. We'll have, one of these days you'll catch one. That's where we're getting all the subscriptions from. <laughs> that is probably right. Uh, you got a compliment tonight on your personality, so. I don't know if that was a, <laughs> a backhanded compliment <laughs> to anything else. This might be bad. I don't <laughs> think I want to know right now. <laughs> I'll tell you after. <laughs> but they said they liked watching you on there on the show. Someone was talking about watching the show, and they said they liked watching you for your reaction and whatnot when you kill those deer. I'll take it. Yeah. That's an improvement. <laughs> You're the personality guy. <laughs> I don't know what that means for everything else. I, I'm not anything, so I'm just the producer. <laughs> I don't kill anything. I don't film anything. <laughs> I don't have any deer. I'm telling you, my luck's going to be running out. <laughs> I don't know. You had pretty good luck this year. Yeah. Between what you shot and then going with Nate. It going was incredible. With, going with me, my bad luck clearly out. Outweighed it. Outweighed your good luck, but, yeah. It was incredible. I'm telling you, it's going to run out, though. <laughs> That's just how am I, How it is. It might. I don't know. You had a pretty good duck hunt today. Shh. <laughs> I didn't say where. <laughs> Down in Arkansas. I can't believe you made it back this quick. <laughs> Set the cruise to 85, and you can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You can get from Arkansas to Kansas in no time. Yeah. Oh. No. The last few days have been fun because, like I said, I've been seeing deer, and it's because there is food there and there's deer there to be had. But uh, it, it's we were talking about it. Me and Dusty were talking about it. He's got a, I don't know a, a bunch of bucks that are like six and a half plus, seven and a half plus. And he he was talking about it, like the reason is they get to four and a half, and they're like we don't really want to shoot them. We'll let them go to five and a half. Well, then either. They hit five and a half, and they didn't really make the jump you wanted them to, so you wait till they're six and a half. Or, he said, a lot of times when they get five and a half and six and a half, you can't kill them. Mm-mm. They're Too just so smart. hard to kill. Yeah. He said that they make it to seven and a half because you didn't shoot them at four, mm-hmm. and then there's that two-year where they're five and six that it's really hard to kill them. Yeah. And then they get to seven and eight and nine, and they're not. You they got just bigger, don't care. You've got bigger deer to hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, yeah, that's what he was talking about. He said, once they hit like seven and a half, eight and a half, it's like their core area just shrinks so much. Mm-hmm. He said he doesn't necessarily think it's that they move more, but they're not leaving a certain area, so they're way more visible. And then, like, yeah, I, I made the comment you did. He's like, yeah, it's like the deer he shot was a nine-year-old buck, the one he bucked out on. And he said, that dude didn't have a care in the world when he came out. He said he thinks he would have had a harder time with a mature doe out there. Like, this dude just came out, didn't look at him, nothing. 
Wow. Yeah. And it's like that old dog that lays around on the porch. They're kind of lazy. They don't go very far. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they've been doing that same thing every day for eight years and never had any issues, so why would they be? Yeah. Yep, that was like my buck last year. Like, he had no care in the world about nothing. He mm-hmm. just, I'm going to eat these, this food here, here and just be happy. Like I've always done every day my whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And <clears throat> my point in that was a lot of these deer that he have, like the ones I was telling you about, 150 might be the biggest one, you know? it's. And I was just reading an article in North American Whitetail talking about how, like, even these bucks that make it to a certain age, it's so rare that you get them over 140, 150. Mm-hmm. Like, you can grow them to six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half. So many of them are just not going to make mm-hmm. a Boone and Crockett buck. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's really rare. I think that article said something like 15% of mature bucks will be, I forget, 150 or better or something that said like that, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about because you know a lot of people think that well you just let them get older then you'll have the 200 inch deer or whatever it's not always the case you got to have a combination of the genetics of course and you got to have the habitat is more important as important as everything anything and the buck to doe ratio and and, good weather yeah i mean even like you're like this year where you don't have any rain that's going to make a difference Mm -hmm. whether you see it this year or not maybe even next year you know, that could have a two-year effect of having a big drought like this and the available browse that they've got and just their nutrition overall. And like I said, even if they maybe made a jump or did okay this year, well, if they were not as healthy as they could have been and they weren't feeling well and they weren't getting out and browsing as much or running around in, in the rut or whatever, it might hurt them for next year too. But anyway, there's just so much that goes into growing a big deer. And I thought the last couple days and then reading that article made me think about that like how many of them don't make 150 or better mm-hmm. yeah i think um the deer population population being so out of like, so high right now mm-hmm. affects rack size because there's not much not as much as nutrition out there for them to eat oh, right for now sure. yeah and they'll i mean they're not going to stop eating because there's a bunch of them around mm, no yeah. they don't know that yeah they're just going to eat mm-hmm. that's what they do <clears throat> that's what they do to survive so that I mean, they'll do it to the point of killing themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, or hurting their nutrition like you're talking about. And not only that, but, like, the buck to doe, I think, is incredibly out of whack most places. Like, it's uh, that same article I was reading. Uh, the guy said he'd observed, like, up to one to eight buck to doe in areas, and people were, like, like biologists and stuff were giving him crap for it. Like, no, nah, there's no way there's that, and, like, you shouldn't be publishing stuff like that. Like, there's areas around here where it's probably worse than that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you take that block where you killed high rise. Mm-hmm. There are twenty five does out there, or something like that. You said yeah. the other night. Yeah. Well, I could twenty five deer. There was thirty four deer or dots out there. When yeah. My thermal, I could count, but I can't see racks at that point. But, but when you go out there and uh, when I was out that, there deer hunting and scouting this, yeah. this summer, there was twenty five deer just come out of this the feedlot. Mm-hmm. So, and they're all does, right? And fawns. So, yeah. But yeah, there is my doe population just. Healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, and that's uh, a factor to that antler growth, too. Mm-hmm. That, a lot of that goes into it. But it's also like all the guys that you hear say, you know, it's easy to kill 150-inch deer in Illinois or Iowa or whatever. Like, they, they're not around every corner, even if you let them grow to that age. Mm-hmm. Even in, again, like that case there where I've been the last few days where they have Habitat-wise, everything they need, they've got food. Like, those deer there have as much food as any deer around. 
And they just ain't making it. Mm-hmm. There's so much that goes into it. I think, like we talked about before, giving them the age structure is your best chance still, like passing those deer, because they, they, if they don't make it at six and a half, they're not going to make it at three and a half. Mm-hmm. So you might as well let them grow, but it's just showing that it doesn't. Do you think the ones that could potentially make it are getting shot at three and two around here? Oh, some of them for sure. I'm thinking that's most of the deal. Definitely during gun season. When yeah, when you see a 140-inch three-year-old, 145, mm-hmm. that's the one that's probably going to make it. Yep. And he gets shot at three and a half. Yep. And the, these are the 150s that you're seeing at six and five or probably the 130-inch, 125-inch three-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I think you're probably right because – I think it's by four, they say like 95% of their antler growth is already there or whatever, but by three, it's like, what, 60 or 70% or something like that? So if you're talking 70% done, well, if they're at 130, that's mm-hmm. what you're looking at. If they're at 140, close to 150 as a three-year-old, those are your deer. And I, I do think, too, that if you have a deer that makes a jump from two to three and he makes a jump from three to four, he's probably as likely as any to make a jump from four to five. You know what I mean? Like as opposed to a buck who's just grown incrementally every year. Mm-hmm. Like when he hits four to five, he's probably not going to make a jump all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a, attributed to like his habitat that he's living in or his genetics or both, whatever it is, I think that deer that if he makes a big jump from two to three, you're probably going to see that deer make a big jump from three to four and then maybe four to five or whatever too. Yeah, the buck I shot last year, his jump from three to four was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was like probably 40-inch jump, wouldn't you say, Nate? <coughs> I mean, it was an incredible jump. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know what he did after that, but he went downhill. He's a 170-inch deer at four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily. And he was 134 at eight. Mm-hmm. So he had went downhill. Yeah. But I'd like to know when he did between years. Right. Because I bet he was... <clears throat> like four to five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stuck. Yep. That's uh, also like you're talking about those deer getting shot. We see so many of them during gun season. Mm-hmm. And I part of that is, what deer do you see running around in the rut most oh, yeah. often? Two and three-year-olds. Yep. Two and three-year-olds. Like they're, they're also more everywhere. plentiful. They're everywhere, so. Oh, yeah. Like, that's part of what I was talking about there however many weeks ago that's been now on that one Friday episode is like, you just move it a little bit. There's probably not going to be as many two and three-year-old bucks die. Mm-hmm. You hope. Right. Probably more does. Because guys are going to get to the last day of the season and haven't shot anything, not got to shoot a doe, or their last day to hunt, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily the last day of the season, but and then it might help balance out our buck to doe ratio as well. But like, yeah, I definitely think a lot of those deer are dying at two and three, and I think too, and we talked about this before, is like the bucks that would be killable at five and six are dying at two and three because it's just mm-hmm. they're more naturally daylight active, as opposed to the ones that are more naturally active more naturally nocturnal, we'll call it, are living to four and five because they're not, no one's shooting them. Or they see that their buddy just died <laughs> doing that. Doing that. I'm not going to do that no more. I'm yeah. going to cover darkness. Bill to took be. one in the shoulder at three o'clock. <laughs> not, I'm not going out. What was that Jeff Foxworthy thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't go out till it's dark. <laughs> yeah. Does and fawns, then the young bucks. <laughs> and for God's sakes, quit looking back. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving away our position. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one, and then the uh, the caribou buck or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> have you seen that one? Are you just jealous because you ain't never shot a buck that looks like this? <laughs> oh man! Oh man! 
That yeah, was some good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> I yeah the those deer I think are definitely and sure they probably do change too. Like even if you have deer that are they're going to be probably more daylight active at three and four for whatever reason. And maybe it is just because their range does kind of grow a little bit. They're at five and six and they're a little more active and running around because they kind of rule the roost. So they can run around farther. So maybe that makes a difference too. Because if you're still close to where those deer want to be, you're, you're going to see them in the daylight at some point. But mm-hmm. it's a matter of being where they want to be. Holding them. Mm-hmm. Holding what they need. Yep. Want. Oh, that was, uh, that same article said that uh, a deer wants to be, so two things. It said uh, all white-tailed deer, no matter where they're at, they want to be about 135-inch eight-point. Like, that's what they just naturally want to be, right? Like, if they have no excess or whatever and they're not starved, pretty much wherever you're at, they want to be eight points, they want to be about 135 inches. And the other thing it said was they really would like to stay on about 80 acres. Like if they had everything they wanted on 80 acres, they'd probably stay there. And I got to thinking about your deer herd, Nate, like where you're at, they Mm -hmm. have like the exception of like one, like solid water source. Yeah. Like what's the reason for them to leave? And that's probably why you see a lot of the same deer Mm -hmm. year to year year throughout the season. I think Mm -hmm. because you have good place for them to bed, you have food for them. There's decent cover. Um, if you had a good system, good normal year, you probably have a decent water source because the yeah, because the two, creeks, your yeah. two creeks on each side. Yeah. Yep. Um, there is a spring out there on the neighbor in that field, uh, so there is normally a big deep pool on the west side over there. Neither of you have been to that new stand. Um. That new ladder stand. But anyway, there is a big, deep pool. Is that the one you filmed those bucks out of early November? Uh Uh-uh. That's the east side. No. Um, Yeah, that was down there at the south end of the Sprout Pass. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, That's right. uh, Well, where where that big waterway comes off of that field, um, where all them cane patches and everything are out there, Mm -hmm. there's a spring right in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Just off of us, but it feeds a big deep pool right there. Yeah, that creek makes uh, that waterway makes a big bend when it comes in, mm-hmm. and there's a big deep pool with black water in it. I mean, it's nasty. Yeah, you know, at this point, right? But if that's all you got, I suppose that's all. Mm-hmm. That's all you got, and you're gonna you're gonna use it. Yep. But yeah, I uh, I would like to try to get a little pond in the north woods if I could, if I could uh, get my hands on a little track hoe or something. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'd probably, uh, most guys are putting liners in them. I think I'd have to put a liner in it if I really wanted it to work. Right. Um, Just to keep it holding water, you think? Yep. Yep. Because if I went to all that work, I'd like to make sure it didn't get away from me. Right. Um, But anyway, if I could get a little pond there at the east end of that woods, I think that'd be really good. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to have bedding to the west of that, and I'm going to have bedding to the east of that. Um, So, I mean, technically, if the creeks are full... You know, if, if there's water in the creeks, they'll have water. Uh, and if I put that pond in there, they could go either east or west. Out of either of these two spots, I'm going to want to try to bed them. And they'd have water. And then they'd be food right there next to them, you know, pretty much any direction. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it, I don't know. It sounds like going to the China Buffet, if you ask me. <laughs> yep. 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 I, uh, 
But I definitely, I don't need to do, I, well, I say, I'm getting ready to say that. I was going to say I don't need to do any more food, but here I'm thinking I'm going to plant a couple acres of corn next year, and I've mm-hmm. never done that. But anyway, um, yeah, I need to uh, I need to capitalize on betting. I need to up my betting game. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you look there, I mean, where I'm at there, there really is food everywhere. Um, I mean, they go... Yeah. They go a quarter mile and they get anything they ever want to eat at night, you know. Mm-hmm. Most uh, of the season. Yeah, out around there. But I I want to try to get them absolutely dynamite bedding mm-hmm. if I can. Mm-hmm. And then the little the little food plots that I got, that should that should be enough for them, you know. Uh, when they get up, they go mess with them, and then they go feed in the big fields like they always do. Mm-hmm. I think if you get your bedding set where you want it, and if you – if you did that plot where you've got the rhinos blind on mm-hmm. this year, if you planted that to some grains with those greens like you have it, like mm-hmm. we talked about moving those greens down a little bit. Yes. You would I have mean. a very similar setup to what I was hunting the last couple of days. Yeah. And I really think late season, we talked about that before, that could be a really good spot. Like if, yeah. let's say you haven't bucked out <laughs> by the end of November, <clears throat> early December. Like if you were, if you had a deer that you wanted to go hunt, for this late in the year, mm-hmm. that could be a really good spot to do it. I think so. And you would probably pull some different deer. Yeah. Because what other late, unless they're planting winter wheat, <clears throat> like let's say on a bean year, what food do they have right mm-hmm. now? No. If there's beans there to the north and west of me, um, it's never great. They're, right. going, they're going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um but if it's corn like it is, they just they stay yeah. and they just pile out in that cornfield. Yeah, because there's corn everywhere out there. Yeah, um, what do they do shell it with a gleaner. Yeah, the silver cedar. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, there's normally corn out there everywhere. Um, yeah, but if there's beans, they're just man, they're they're never really as much for them, unless sometimes they they'll they'll eat on natural stuff that comes out out there you know little yeah. green stuff that comes up out there yeah i think they do eat some of the well you see them eating that broad leaf stuff i think yeah. even in the cornfields a lot of times they do that yeah they get out there and they pick through the corn that's there too but you'll see a lot of that broad leaf stuff come up in it and they eat that too yeah <clears throat> that's what the problem is at the north farm this year part of the problem man the biggest problem was well there's a lot of big problems <laughs> but part of the problem is there's nothing, no reason for them to be there right now. Whereas on a corn year, and then like last year they had winter wheat, which I was informed they're not going to be doing that anymore. But even when they got the corn shelled, like there's still that residual left, and mm-hmm. there's a little bit left, and there's reason for them to be there. It's even into December, you know. But like right now, they had beans there. They just got nothing. I planted those, broadcast into those beans, but and they did okay mm-hmm. for what it was. But it didn't get. If it had got a little more rain, it'd have been better. Then maybe they got something. But if somebody had spread a bunch of compost, turkey barn compost, <laughs> where I was wanting to eat, I'd go somewhere else. Too. That's true. That was another factor, but not much I can do there. Just what it is. Yeah. I mean, correct. I get it. I get why they do it. I don't, yep. Yeah. Um. Well, like uh, they knifed in all that, uh, all that uh, hog manure from that uh, the hog barns there close to me. You know. Mm-hmm. They pumped that stuff all in there, and it smelled pretty rough for a couple of days. But at least all that was, you know, underground. Right. Their their knife tracks still give off plenty of scent. I bet they do. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, they knifed all that in yours. It was, you know, dry litter that they just <laughs> <laughs> slung all over the ground, and it never rained. <laughs> no, it didn't after that. That, th- that place probably still stinks. Because <laughs> I kept thinking, you know, uh, once it rains on that a time or two, it'll be, you know, decent. Mm-hmm. Them deer will probably come back. They'll probably eat canyon stuff. No, it never rained, so it just nope. stunk. Yep. I haven't gotten maybe three pictures of deer eating Oof. that. Like three pictures. Yeah. <laughs> not, not like three days of pictures. Three pictures. And it's, it's just a little spike with a clothespin on his nose. Yeah. Standing there eating your stuff. <laughs> yeah. The last time I went, I went last week, I hunted the blind over that food plot. Why not? And mm-hmm. then anywhere else to be. It's day after Christmas. And it was about four o'clock. And I hear, Bob. Oh, this is great. Coming down the road. Somebody on their Honda four-wheeler with their tin can on the back of it. Two of them. Come 30 yards by the tracks from my truck. I know they saw my truck. Had to have saw my truck parked there. I parked on the very south side of the property. <clears throat> I can't remember if you've been down there or not. Yeah, where we parked to walk into turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. I was parked there. They came flying down that, which is actually a county road where the bridge is on. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. They turned up there. Yeah, that's why there's a bridge that's marked. Mm-hmm. I mean... But it's on the map, too. Anyway, they turned there. The tracks went 30 yards from my truck. They came and made, I don't know if you remember, <clears throat> where we tracked Ghost. Mm-hmm. We walked in. There's that ditch. And then it cuts and runs to the southeast. Mm-hmm. And there's a little patch of timber right around that ditch. They came in, I don't know, 150 yards away from me. They ran like three hot laps around that block of timber, ran two deer out of it, and then left. <laughs> that was, yeah. Good grief. And they ran something out of the timber straight across from me on the neighbors over there, <clears throat> straight to the west. Man. Yeah, it was awesome. So I wasn't planning on seeing deer anyway, but when they did that and then they ran them out of there, I was like. <sighs> Just confirmed it. Yeah. And like, why? Yeah. You literally saw the truck there. You know, what else would I have been doing? Yeah. Like. Man. And if I was a betting man, I'd say they probably didn't have permission to be <laughs> where they were at, just a guess. But, yeah, they came and brapped around that thing a couple times and left. Gosh. It was awesome. It was almost like your dogs <clears throat> that came through. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Dogs were challenging mm-hmm. this year, to say the least. That always reminds me of one of the first two Team Harvest DVDs. I don't remember which one it was, but... Uh, one of the guys was hunting, and these two dogs came in. <laughs> he turns to the cameraman, which one you want? I'll take him. I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's about where you get to, <laughs> especially a deal like that. Man, that one. Uh, uh, the, the one, one that was one. carrying the leg bone, and he's just happy as I'll get out. <laughs> right through there. I was, man. <laughs> that's his, his prize. <laughs> I, was, I was fuming. He had a whole back leg yeah. of a of a young deer. You could it wasn't huge, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a big dog, but it was a whole back leg, you know, hide hanging off of it and whatnot. Uh huh. And then that other black dog, he comes screaming out of there, kicked up that uh, well, probably 125, 130 inch eight pointer that we'd been watching. Mm-hmm. We didn't know where he went. That black dog found him. He, he found him, didn't he? It's about 70 yards away. Mm-hmm. Man, that was off to the races. Gosh, that was aggravating. Mm-hmm. You uh, you still been running your cameras, didn't he? I just pulled them cameras out of there, I don't know, last weekend, I think. Um, got some good pictures of that buck. 
that I didn't shoot that morning. Um, and the buck he, you didn't shoot that. The split G two eight. Oh, yeah. those cameras. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, got some good pictures of him. Nothing bigger. Um, Wendell killed that one real goofy buck mm-hmm. over there, uh, which I had seen last year. But Wendell got him. I think it was second day of gun season. I did not have any pictures of him. Um, so I'm saying that that uh, that buck that we saw was probably uh, the biggest one around there. Mm-hmm. And he made it through. I had his picture, I think, December 20th or so. Yeah. So he made it through. Um, and then at home, uh, just a bunch of does, little bucks. Nothing worth Not looking at, really. Not too much movement. Nope. Yeah, uh, has your circle eight came back? No. Uh, I think he probably is the one that got winged. He took around. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if I go look for him or not. You know. Yeah. Um, I think he's. I think he's got to be dead somewhere there, on me or on the neighbors to the southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, unless he done some kind of circle and he's in there where they shot him. You know, but I haven't got pictures of him in. Tomorrow will be two weeks. I guess. Well, I guess today's the fourteenth day mm-hmm. um, since they had shot him. Uh, but anyway. That's probably him. Yeah. Uh, what I call the West Draw eight pointer. He's everywhere now. Mainly You're at still night. Still seeing him. Yeah. Mainly at night, but he's everywhere. He goes everywhere. I think he's probably three, right? Yeah. That we said. Yeah. Um, hundred and twenty. You know, he's probably not going to be one of them that's that ever gets very big. Right. Um, there's a good chance. Uh, depending on what shows up, I mean, uh, there's that one buck that's got brow tines that's got a split brow. On that one side, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. he he showed up like the end of the first week in November, mm-hmm. um, and immediately broke a G two off when he came over there. Yeah, uh, the the neighbor that he six came by from. five probably immediately broke it off for him. Correct. <laughs> yeah, because the neighbor where he came from, he's like, "Hey, you got anything that looks like this?" And I was like, "Well, he just showed up." He's mm-hmm. like, "Well, I I didn't shoot him." Right. You know? um, he said, "I wasn't sure what it was." Um, and I was like, "Good, let's leave him alone." Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I immediately, like the next day, that thing had a broken G2, so I'm sending him pictures. I was like, your young bucks come over here and just get their butts kicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, he's not been a super regular. You know, like once every two weeks, he'd make a pass there, and I've only ever got him on the West Plot, which is exactly the same as I think it was 2015. They had a big 6x6. Six six. Um, he would... They shot him, and unfortunately, they never found him. Mm-hmm. But he did live because his horns was found about two miles away. That's from one where they got the sheds, right? Yeah, that's just blows my mind mm-hmm. that he made it based on where they say they hit him, right? You know. But anyway, that's the same thing, deer that we share have shared in the past. I will only ever get them on my west plot. Yep. You know, he sees them fairly often. I will only ever get them on my west plot. They won't come in any further. Mm-hmm. They'll just check that very edge, according to the cameras. Who right. knows what they actually do? Right. Um, it gives you a pretty good idea, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of of bucks that that we share with the neighbor to the northwest, they hit that they hit that edge right there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bucks that are a long way from where they were, you guys seen that on the oh that potential record buck? Yeah. Is that Ohio? Ohio. Yeah. So I've heard different things, but. Like, evidently, there was a picture of it, like, 20 miles from where it was allegedly shot mm-hmm. on the same day. Mm-hmm. A trail camera picture of that deer. and Which is the 
Did you hear that the guy that had the pictures was the district attorney? Yes. <laughs> that's a terrible deer to go after. Yes. That's who's, who's after him. Man. Yeah, I saw someone comment about that. And then, like, there was some people saying that maybe he killed it at night with a crossbow or something like that. But I don't know. <clears throat> I think the only real evidence that I've heard is the picture thing. Yeah, the, st- the story I got, he shot it in the, was it the night and they waited till the next morning to go get it, and they found it. But all the pictures are them holding it in the grass in the middle of the night. Right. Like, that does not add up to me. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, they have the pictures of them. All the pictures of them is at night. Mm-hmm. Like, the picture that's been going around. Of and he bug. said he found it in the morning. Yeah. And then the picture of it 20 miles from where Yeah. he allegedly shot it. Yeah, and he used his buddy's crossbow on his... Sister's properties where he said he was hunting, and it turns out he was trespassing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Which I don't... If it was his sister's property... Did, That's what it, he said. Okay, so it's not confirmed that it was his sister's property. Well, the DN, I thought they, they came out that the DNRs already charged him, and they took possession of the rack. They do have possession of the deer, I heard today, but I don't know if it's ongoing investigation type of I thing. I thought they charged him already, is what I, I heard. Know. They may have. Hmm. I'm not sure. Anyway, if the district attorney's involved, he may have already been charged. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if he likes deer. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like he was after him. Oh, if he had a camera gosh. out. Yeah. Anyway, that was... That's a bad deal for him. I was going to listen. He was on the Hunter podcast. Yeah. I was going to listen to that Did one before we comment? talked about it, but I, I didn't. No, I didn't, because I was were, looking to see where their reaction... Their, their reaction was, there were people saying, you need to have him back on to see what this says about this. He's like... Their comment was, it's kind of hard when he's going to be sitting in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, like, they could tell they were, yeah. They were kind of like, okay, screw this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. How, how crappy would that be if we had a guy come on like that killed a potential new record? <laughs> we have him on. We get like an, this exclusive interview or whatever with him. And then we find out like a month later that he probably shot the thing with a 270 out of the window of his Ford Ranger with a great big spotlight. Yep. That might be even better. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, could, I mean, I, if you have any locals around here, that could be. Happening. I was getting ready to say, I can see that with several people. Yeah. And we did have Richard on talking about his 200, and I promise that was not what happened with his. Like, <laughs> There's no thought in my mind of him doing that. But, like, if we had a guy on that shot a potential world, world record buck, and then we come to find out he poached the thing, I don't know. That would be... I would want to have him back on. We might want to do a phone interview. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want him how on long, in person. How long do they get to talk in jail? <laughs> yeah. Your first phone call. We'll pay you to make it to us. <laughs> or your only phone call. I'm not taking nothing away from that deer. He's a monster. Oh but yeah, like, but like he ain't gonna be he ain't gonna be anywhere close to the record with that common point. Um, like oh it, right, his left G two and three, like the way they come off. No, he was gonna be the state like number three state record, I think. Yeah, yeah, like it was two hundred seven because it was potentially the new state record, yeah, right? New, yeah, it wasn't gonna be the world; it was gonna be state. Yeah, it was two hundred seven is what the gross was. Yeah, but. Yeah. No, net was 207, but net's for fishing. We go by gross around That's here. right. For sure, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I, I, I wish gross score is all that they cared about for, you know. Mm-hmm. That should be all that matters. Because it's antler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. But, like, the, the, way, I, that, the I, way they would measure him 
it, he won't he won't get that mass measurement. You know, they're gonna they're gonna call that a common point. I get it for keeping. I think you do need some way to keep a non-typical separate from a typical. Because to me, that's like a hundred and eighty inch typical deer versus like a two hundred inch non-typical deer. Yeah, is like equally as impressive. Yeah, depending on what the non-typical looks. Like. You know what I mean? Or it depends on what the typical is. If it's an eight pointer, I want you. What well, right? I think there should be a separate like yeah this this record like I have now typical versus non-typical because mm-hmm. like if there could be a deer that is a, just a mainframe eight but if he's got junk all over the place mm-hmm. like you could take a hundred and forty inch deer to a hundred and seventy or hundred and sixty like not mm-hmm. I don't know versus but, but a deer it, that's legit like bona fide typical that's a hundred and eighty hundred ninety inches like mm-hmm. but but typical still net. Yeah, forget gross or net or Yeah, see that's why I don't know how you would keep it separate. You know? You know? Like if you go non typical gross score typical net but yeah, I don't know. Hmm. What do you you'd have to come up with a way to Because you wouldn't want to say, like, if they have any non typical point, now they have to be non typical. Because mm-hmm. you could have one like that that has one common point, and now instead of being like Let's say 180 inch typical. That would be like record class deer. He's now like 180 inch non typical, and that's like pff, nothing. Yeah, not nothing, but you know what I mean. Yeah, when it comes to the books. Yeah. So I don't know how you would do it, but I, I think maybe that's why, because you have to have separate. I would want to keep them separate still, typical and non typical. Jackie Bushman figured all this out <clears throat> with the Buckmaster scoring system. He did. I'm just teasing. I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. But I know he has three categories. Okay. There's perfect, uh-huh. there's semi-irregular, and there's irregular, I, I, thought that, I think. They make medicine for that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I know, like, I, I know that Buckmaster's breaks it down even more, but I, I don't, I do not know anything about the Buckmaster scoring system. Yeah, I and, forgot they even had one. Yeah, it's... I don't know, but they tried to break it down even more. There's a there's a guy that maybe we need to talk to sometime because he stopped by the booth at one of the shows. and mm-hmm. Maybe it was the deer and beer. He's trying to get a whole separate record book for crossbows. Yeah. Because I don't know if it's... <clears throat> I don't think they'll recognize him right now as an archery thing, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, fine. But it would be like if you had your own... If they, if they have a record for crossbows, I think it should be their own thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think firearm deer should be in the same category as crossbow deer. I don't think crossbow deer should be in the same category as archery deer. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. I that's another thing. Like, not a scoring system, but, like, a record book. If Division. they had the, which apparently this guy was trying to get, I think was his big thing he was pushing for. He was trying to get people on board with getting a crossbow record book. Mm-hmm. That way, if you shoot a 200 and shoot with a crossbow, at least you'd be recognized for something. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's still not recognized as the same as an archery, regular archery tackle. Ain't that, ain't that what the one out of Indiana was? It was crossbow buck, mm-hmm. yeah. It was crossbow. The yeah. huff buck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the crossbow. That's what they said. So I don't know how, I don't know. But He's, they're a case in point. I think they should have separate. And, and maybe that's what this guy was doing. Maybe he was saying, like, we should have separate crossbow and mm-hmm. regular archery. Because they say that that's the biggest <clears throat> typical buck ever killed in the lower forty-eight. I mean, in in yeah, because that other one was in, in Saskatchewan, right? Yeah, the correct. Mil- was it the Johnson Mil- Milo Johnson? Milo Milo Hansen. Hansen? Yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah. like the bird the, t- big typical that, pucker. That is the typical world. Record. That was actually in that <clears throat> the same edition that just came out of that North American whitetail. There mm-hmm. were three two hundred inch deer killed in the same eight day period. Were they hunting? No, they were like oh. just around. It was like nineteen ninety five or something, hmm. like the fifteenth to the twenty third. I think it said mm-hmm. there was a two oh one that Milo. What'd you say last name was Hanson. Hanson. That buck, and then there was a, uh, what was it, two, I forget what it was. But anyway, it was the highest gross-scoring typical buck ever killed, mm. all, all within eight days. Mm. <clears throat> and this, the highest gross-scoring typical buck had 32-inch main beam on yeah. one side, I think. So, like, I thought I heard that Ohio buck, you know, in question, had 32-inch beams. Yeah, that, got, the frame on that thing was yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah, wild. Yeah. So should we have us <laughs> call him up? Oh, <laughs> Archery bucks, crossbow bucks, firearm bucks, illegally taken bucks. <laughs> should, they, should they have a record buck? We need to get that guy. Oh on. yeah, the guy in Texas. <laughs> yeah, that crazy guy. Which one's that? What is his name? They call him the Prince of Poachers. Yeah. Oh I yeah. I don't know. His Look name. up the YouTube series on that guy. Oh my. He I've... he bounced between the King Ranch and what's the ranch right next to it. I don't know. But he would just sit out there and just poke <laughs> giants. Like and get like, in there with him for a couple of days at a time and just rattle them in and just. I think blast he stayed them. out there for weeks. Yeah, and like he took. He took. Camping. I am not that dedicated. He took camping stuff. Um, like, I thought Bill Winky was crazy for staying a night. <laughs> no, this guy was hardcore, um, and like he absolutely knew everything he was doing was illegal, right? And loved it. And he <laughs> didn't care at all. So he was, was he in jail now? No, no, he's on podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, talk. The I statute see, of limitations is up. I guess. Yeah, I think I, he finally got caught. I think, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Like, I see excerpts of him all the time. Yeah. And that makes me question, why am I seeing him all the time? I'd, I'd like to not see right people of that notoriety exactly all the time. But he's on there all the time. This is where we need a Jamie, like on the Joe Rogan, so we could have him pull it up. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, no, this it, guy's out there. He's, he's got. He's still got a crazy look in his eye. I can only imagine what he was like when he was doing this stuff. And right. he, he talks about it. Hiding from all the ranchers because they were after him. The yeah. game wardens were they, after they him. They knew he was in there. Like, what did you say this guy's name was? Because when you Prince, said crazy eye, I got a picture of Prince of Poaching. They okay. call him Prince the Prince of Poachers. Po- yeah. Um, like, I I was watching one just this week. And he said, I was laying in there. He said, I was getting ready to rattle again. I rattled about 20 minutes ago. And that sounded like that's what he did. He just rattled. And these things had come running in. And he'd just kill them. Um, and he killed like everyone that he wanted to that he saw. Oh, not the guy um, I was thinking of. So he this, uh, this guy, yeah, that's in his younger days. Okay, sure not the guy I was like thinking him. of, but um, uh, yeah, picture him older and white hair, uh, no beard anymore. But yeah, he said he heard something jingling, and he said I sat there for a minute and I thought, oh no, that's uh like that's saddle tack, mm-hmm. you know, on a horse. And he said, I was looking. He said, finally, here it came. He said, 20 yards away from me, here come this uh, U.S. Marshal on a horse or something like that. Some some guy mounted up on a horse, a cop mounted up on a horse. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm laying there watching. And he said, just as soon as I thought I could, he said, I grabbed my stuff and I just slipped out of there. And, I mean, how close were they? I mean, it was right on him, you know, and he slid out of there. And he talked about building little fires and he had a frying pan. He took a whole bunch of bisquick with him. 
and he was cooking the loins on these things that he'd shot. And he said, I was living like a king out there. He said, I'm just eating a little bit, you know, the best parts of these things that I'm shooting. He said, I'm bouncing around wherever. And uh, I forget how long he said he stayed out there. And then I thought he said there was a designated spot. A guy was supposed to be uh, like sundown on Sunday or something. Mm -hmm. And he said, if I wasn't there in five minutes, that guy was supposed to leave and come back and get me the next week. Like that was that was the interval that he gave. You know, he's willing to stay out there for another week and keep trying. <laughs> you know, at like, that point, it's not a he's not out there because he wants to kill a big deer. He's out there because he wants to be. <laughs> yeah, like and, he's just out there because he likes doing illegal stuff. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, um, and just seeing how much he can get by with. Yeah, I mean, like he's just adrenaline yeah. slash whatever junkie psychopath. I, mean, I, I honestly, <laughs> I think he killed twelve to fifteen like trophy bucks while he was out there doing this you know and like on somebody's place he i wouldn't imagine he had any idea he knew what the ranch was but like, right you don't know these people or yeah you know, i i could not imagine just running a muck through the woods for for a day no you know let alone whatever that guy was doing and not just a little ranch like the king ranch yeah. the monster <laughs> ranch down right. there yeah that's he says that he can't go out and honestly kill a deer anymore or if he did, no one would ever believe him. Yeah. Even if it was on camera, they would not believe him. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me like he earned that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you you got to live with what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So is he like supposed to be a changed man now, or? I don't think he hunts anymore. No. I, I'm guessing he I probably can't legally no, if he got I mean, caught. No. I mean, he talks about his stories are nuts. I bet they are. So now he's famous for being a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the story is And we've good. just made him even more, well, <laughs> I mean, we've contributed a tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I see him all the time on uh, on TikTok, uh, Facebook Reels. See, I've never TikTok. heard of the guy. I think this says a lot about the character of the people in this room. Because <laughs> they say that stuff is curated. <laughs> Correct. That's kind of where I was going with it when I started, but yeah. I just kept going. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he, like, Nate brought him up. <laughs> His stories are just nuts. He's like, you know, I'm sitting there, and he said, it's 150, I rattle. He just comes running in. He said he stops 20 yards away, and he's looking, you know. And he said, I'm waiting for the one behind him, you know. He says, here comes 165, 170. He said, that's the ones we're after. He said there was another guy, I think, doing the same thing, and he said that guy took, like, a dozen 150-inch racks that he'd poached over the course of a few weeks. He just threw them in a dumpster because he didn't want them anymore. He's like, them didn't mean anything to him. He only wanted the 180s. That's crappy. You know? like, <laughs> I mean, to and, keep it PG. <laughs> yeah, and and just the waste and the... Oh, yeah. And just, uh, I don't even... And all for what? I don't even know what a guy would get out of that if... I don't know. It's just nuts. Yeah. It's kind of the same as a, even, to me, some of those guys that like... Uh, they're big time jerks, and they, but they kill all these big deer. But no one wants to talk to them, or no one ever wants to go hunting with them, or nothing. And they they've got this big trophy room with dust all over their deer, and no good stories to go with them, or nobody to share it with. It's like, mm-hmm. congrats, <laughs> like this is where you got yourself. What do you get out of that? You can say you killed some big deer, but who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of, there's a lot of people like that that reap what you sow, I guess. Yeah. Oh, before we get out of here, I just thought of this while we were talking. This is the first episode of the new year. Mm-hmm. 
because this is going to come out January on one. Monday, January 1. So hopefully everybody had a good New Year's, mm-hmm. made it home safe. Or if you're not home yet, hopefully you do make it home safe. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably not listening to this early in the morning. <clears throat> and if you are, I apologize if we were too loud. But favorite moment from 2023, what do you got for like, we'll just, we'll keep it to hunting or outdoors, whatever. Mm, Nate, you're up. <laughs> I sh- I could have gave you guys time to prepare, but I didn't think about this either till just now. Well, about ten minutes ago. I suppose when I either when I shot that six by five, or honestly, when I missed him with a bow. The first time or the second time? The the, the second yes. time you shot him. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. There was there's probably a minute in between mm-hmm. the shots with the. With the gun, maybe not that long, maybe thirty or forty seconds, but honestly, um, when I missed him with the bow, I mean that was, I was pretty charged up when he was coming in. Oh yeah, you know, he's all bristled up, and mm-hmm. I was pretty charged up then. Um, I got pretty calm before I shot him with a gun. You know, I, mm-hmm. I took my time and and really got calmed down. Um, but it, it would have meant a whole lot more if I'd have got him with a bow that mm-hmm. morning with you, you know. Yeah. It'd have been a whole lot better to get him with a bow. But I got him nonetheless. You got him I'm, nonetheless. I'm tickled with him. Oh yeah. But that was good. Um I had a good year. Um I seen a lot. Uh a lot of my plans worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Not exactly and I learned some stuff this year. I mean they some of the stuff that I was confident they'd do the way I wanted them, they did it different. Right. You know. Um, they're smarter than me. Out, out <laughs> when there it comes to live, that, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. It, uh, any of the times that I shot at the six by five, yeah, that's a good be, one. That'd be my favorites. Yep. And this is excluding January, or because <laughs> I don't think any of us. I think I shot a doe on the last day of the season last year. I think you last did. year, yeah. But that would not be up there for me anyway. Blake, oh, when high rise fell over, yeah, when he fell over. I think that's probably a lot of people's favorite Ridge Hunter Outdoors moment of the year when the high-rise went down. There's a crazy man in a hurricane, <laughs> and yeah. something really good just happened to him. <laughs> in a hurricane. The hurricane force winds yeah. were very high. That is, that is <laughs> like, low, low. Like, where a lot of times I'll go from the highest to highest to the lowest to lowest. <laughs> you kind of went from the lowest to lowest to highest to highest because I know you were sitting there thinking, like, you said it on the podcast, like, why am I here? Yeah, I was like, I even said it in, like, one of the interviews, yeah. you couldn't hear it because the wind was so bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is stupid, why am I here? Uh-huh. It's like a Chinese movie, you can see his lips moving, but it ain't no noise. It's terrible. But yeah, because I, I didn't have anything built up, because it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. But when I watched him, watched him fall over, it poured out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was awesome. And the, the first buck, I was worked up before. And then I didn't get a pass through, and he didn't fall over, and that was an ordeal. Mm-hmm. So I, my high of high went real low, low, <laughs> yeah. real quick. It came back up. Yeah, but the the neighbor or the landowner finding that deer is up there for me. Yeah, <laughs> because that was like I wish I could have kept the camera rolling. Yeah, we just didn't know how he would be around a camera, so we didn't record it. But. <laughs> Like the way that happened, 
you could not have scripted. We if we had recorded that, people would have thought we scripted it. Yeah, because we're walking. And I know we talked about this before, but walking through there, just like, oh hey, here comes a landowner. I'm looking at the other guy that was with us. Like, I don't see anybody. What's he talking about? And then sure enough, you see this guy bobbing through the woods, like hollers. Hey, you see anything up that way? Yeah, you're right here. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, sure enough. That guy probably smelled him out. Blake did when we first got there. Yeah. He's like, you guys smell something? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, he said, I think he said it in the video. Yeah, I said it right as we started. Like, you guys smell something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bloodhound. <laughs> that one was up there, too, because it's just the whole... For one, it was the... The first buck we were going to have on camera, whether we got the kill shot or not, like that was fall mm-hmm. pursuit, opening day. We have at least a recovery on camera. So it was cool Then when you called me and told me you shot him. You called me. Yeah, on the tree. You, you sent a Snapchat, and I called you because, like, you're a liar. <laughs> but then I called you, and you said you'd shot him and, and gave me the story, and then going back and finding him the next day was the way it happened and turned out was a lot of fun. I wish we had done that recovery different because we didn't know what we was doing obviously we didn't record hardly much of anything on that <laughs> right? morning yeah we didn't do like an interview like saying what happened that morning like, yeah it's, I, it's, I wish we'd have done that I wish I yeah. just would have sent a camera with you yeah I've been alright but anyway I mean you could have relayed it to him and when he's bringing me the saw mm-hmm. <laughs> that you cut yourself with <laughs> wounded hunter scent yes yeah. that's what brought him in human blood it tracks him really good apparently yeah I guess so Oh, what was, well, what's yours? Hmm. It obviously ain't nothing that I've done. <laughs> uh, shooting the doe was just shooting the doe. It was on camera, so that was kind of cool. First, That's the first deer I've ever killed on camera, which was a goal of mine for this year. However, I wanted to kill a buck on camera. Man, seeing that 6x5 come in with you would be up there because, like you said, he's all worked up and he was big still then mm-hmm. like he looked like a tank yeah coming through there and but then just I, knowing that you're gonna lace him when he steps out there because yeah. i was like i was just calm as could be like videoing him like coming in coming in and then he stepped out in the open and i was like all right kill him because i thought he was perfect for you and then he got behind the tree or whatever and i'm like i'm just sitting on him I'm like this is gonna happen he's dead now and then it turned out the way it turned out but he eventually killed him, obviously. That was up there, too, for sure. Um, you missing that squirrel <laughs> was definitely that, up there. Then, then you missed a coyote. <laughs> yeah. Those oh, are different coyote. days. Yeah, the, the coyote. coyote. Yeah. I will say, recording him shoot that buck, I was worked up. I, that I, was one of my favorites, too. I was going to say... I, I was I was also going to come back in and say, um, you know, I, I was surprisingly calm i I wasn't i was Mm -hmm. breathing heavy like i was holding a bow (laughs) but then (laughs) but then uh like when that arrow hit him out there and i mean hit him good Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah uh dude dang it (laughs) dang it dude whatever it was that was that's one of mine i've watched that more than any (laughs) other thing that we've shot this year Except maybe my shot on that buck. Those two right there together. I watched that so many times. His post after the shot, he's like, that arrow took a really long time to get there. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're talking about it after you were at full draw for like 45 seconds or whatever. You were like, I was just sitting there 
I don't know if you could see me or not. Something's got to happen. Yep. <laughs> Just step out so I can shoot at you. Yep. That one's up there. I don't know if I... I don't know if I have just a one. That, that shot was We hunted impressive. together for the first time, like before the season. I don't know if I'd talked to you a handful of times. Yeah, we just... Before the season at all. Not much, but... Like fire department stuff, maybe just mm-hmm. seeing you around. But, so that's been cool for me. Um, if I got to pick one that's something that happened to me or that I did, it was when that buck went up and we grunted at him, mm-hmm. hearing him walk in and then seeing him pop up. I have dreamed of deer coming around that corner of the pond ever since I've hunted there, and they've never done it. Man. The dream normally ends with them in the food plot, not on the pond bank. <laughs> but, like, seeing that buck pop out right there, hearing him knowing he's coming, like, that was... I was not shaking real bad or, like, real pumped up. Didn't have time. No. I had a little bit afterwards, but... So I wouldn't say I was, like, incredibly excited, but, like, that's what you how you want them to come in. Like, you can hear them and... Yeah. You grunt at him, and he's kind of worked up, and he's looking for it. And then just him. When I said, let me know when you see him, and then you said there, and then I saw his rack coming through. That was, that's up there for me because that was like perfect November morning. I was going to say, oh, that yeah. was a beautiful morning. Yeah. It was. Him, it was. even though we didn't get the deer, like that leading up to the shot had to be up there for me because mm-hmm. nothing last January would have touched that. Nothing really early season. Getting to film dad hunting was cool. I wish we'd have killed a doe that night. If we'd have killed a deer, that would have been my favorite one because we had a good hunt. The night that the shed buck was on the new plot, and we couldn't have hunted it, but we had a good hunt. But if he'd have killed something, that probably would have been up there. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say probably that buck coming in and just hearing him come in, watch him come around the corner that morning like you want him to do, mm-hmm. that's up there. That's That and probably the 6 by 5 morning, I'd say, are tied because both of those are kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. That morning till it got to... 30 minutes after light was pretty western. Mm-hmm. That was that there was a good hunt. There was deer everywhere. Mm-hmm. Bucks everywhere. And in that woods, it was just, that was hot that morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say probably those two Man, that, would be at the top for me. I wish like crazy I would have had a tree arm the day I killed him. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I will say, too. You like, got one. I brought it with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not one specific moment, but like an overarching thing is... Saying we're going to do it, filming, producing, and posting what I think is a pretty decent hunting show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's on YouTube, it's not on TV. But that's another thing. Like, when I was a kid growing up watching these guys hunt on TV, like, that's, as far as hunting goes, all I've ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Film hunts and make a show. Mm-hmm. We've done that, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, obviously, it's not Heartland Bowhunter yet. <laughs> But we we've got a season almost in the books of a full show, mm-hmm. filmed, hunted, filmed, produced, posted, like with some success. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we've killed deer doing it. So that's if I had it, if <clears throat> if that's allowed, then I guess that would probably be my top. Mm-hmm. Being able to make produce a hunting show, that's been cool. And that's all right here at home. That's right. <clears throat> I think that's a cool aspect to it too. That not only local people appreciate, but we talked about this at the beginning. Like, there's not that many people in our neck of the woods that are that are doing it. Mm-hmm. Most of the guys you see on TV are in Iowa, or they're going and they're going place. to Iowa, or Kansas, or I mean, they, I guess this place to the east. There's of us. some guys in Illinois, but a lot of the big successful ones, and even the internet-based shows now, most of them are not Southern Illinois for sure. Like, 
I mean, there is some that come. Yeah, some I mean, guys. Some guys. Here. Some guys come in here and do yeah. that. Right, but they're not from Occasionally, here. But yeah. they're not. They're not based here. And I know there's guys based here too that are working on doing the same thing we're out doing. You know, but like we've got a chance to be one of the first, like successful if we make it that far. Shows based out of Southern Illinois. Like mm-hmm. it's because mm-hmm. there's no others that have done it yet, and that's not saying the one other guys that are where we're at now aren't going to beat us to it, or like do it. But we're we're right there. I mean, and I feel like not tooting our own horn or whatever, but uh, we have the right personnel, <laughs> and we have the access to the the deer, and I think we do a good enough job. We care enough about the final product that we're on a good pace. Mm-hmm. So. Hopefully this year will be a growth for the YouTube channel still. Like I, like we talked about at the beginning, 3,500 is way above, far exceeded my expectations for this year. So 2024 will be hopefully a lot of fun when it comes to that too. Mm-hmm. So let's wrap it here. This is 2024, what's a goal? Whether it be, uh, we'll call it like <laughs> property-related, deer-related, um uh, Ridge Hunter related, whatever. Well, give me one goal for the year, and then <clears throat> that way at the end of the next year, at the end of 2024, we can come back and see how far off of them we were. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Kill a, a mature buck on camera. Put on camera in capital letters. <laughs> yes. Kill shot. On camera. Kill <laughs> shot on camera. All right, that's a fair one. That's That's fair. Hopefully, I'll get to make that happen in the next few days, but that'll be, that's for me. I was going to say, that's for me. You want to kill a buck on camera. In focus. Gosh, dang. <laughs> dang well, it, if we're being specific. <laughs> I'm just going for on camera. Because <laughs> Nate did kill his on camera. I'm talking about for me, even if it's self-filming it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine, I'm going to say property. Uh, bedding. Mm-hmm. I'll make some dynamite bedding. Get some of that stuff done, and he yep. said that for three years now, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but now it's on record. That red light right there stands for record. I can't take it back. I can't. I can't take it back. You know nope. what's gonna happen? He's gonna be sitting in his recliner. Gosh, I need to go out there. But, <laughs> but you gotta go do it. No, I like my recliner too much. <laughs> Maybe a tornado will come through and just knock there it all go. down. Natural bedding. Yep. I would say. Um. A buck on camera is a good one because I want to do that. Because like I said, I had a goal for this year to kill a deer on camera because I'd never done that that I can remember. Got close a couple times. Definitely a buck on camera, but I think killing a mature buck at the cabin on the 10 acres there is probably my goal, which has been a goal of mine for a while, and I've had opportunities to do it, but I have not sealed it all the way to the recovery so that's that is my number one goal and leading into that will be some habitat improvements and stuff as well but like that's the final end goal for me is to kill a mature buck on that 10 acre piece to prove it can be done (laughs) break the curse Mm -hmm. break the cabin curse is my goal the mold needs to be broken yes because i've killed a lot of does there i've killed some younger bucks there i've never killed and found a mature buck there so got to break the curse this in 2024 that's the goal for ridge hunter if we can hit 
5,000 subscribers, I'm going to call that good. That's mm -hmm. 1,500 more. We might hit that in the next month. We might slow down and not hit it for the year. When you so. shoot one of these monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the next couple of days. Yeah, without poaching it. <clears throat> That's yes. a big key. Yeah. I hope so. I think we're going to keep after it. I hope you it. don't poach it or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. I might, I might come to that point. No, I'm just kidding. Tim, I didn't mean that. <laughs> no, I hope so. We're supposed to stay after it, so. You shoot one of these monsters that you know are in the area right there where, uh, mm -hmm. where you're at right now. You shoot one of these big things. Perfect video. He comes in there. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to post that. 5,000 right there. Yep. We're going to claim it's like in Kansas, and I did all the work at this particular place, and yes. I made the plans for this and put in the food plots myself with my bare hands. I used a horse <laughs> drawn <laughs> plow to put in these food plots. Worked so I hard. I did it with a traditional bow. Worked him so hard you killed the horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I thought about that the last few days hunting there. I'm like, I have nothing to do with this. Like, I'm all I got to do is make the shot. I've not done nothing to earn this. You're just a mercenary. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like someone that's sitting right here next to me on uh, my spot. Uh, <laughs> he at least helped you put up the stand. <laughs> no, he didn't. He just sat there on the bottom and looked at me the whole time. <laughs> well, he was making sure you were safe. I cut a couple limbs. Uh, but yeah, I hope that I, happens. I cut the limbs to open that lane up to where I where I shot it. <laughs> yeah, it worked out great for me. Yep. There you go. I want to be able to shoot over there. Oh shoot! We got anything else we want to close with before we get out of here? I think that's a good place to leave it. Happy New Year! That's right. Happy New Year. Be, consider yep. who you vote for carefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Please. it's a big year for that. Remember, yeah. remember all your hunting rights when you go to the booth. If you're hunting, keep hunting hard. That's right. Still yeah. got tags. Good luck. I'm out there with you. I'm finally seeing some promise in the last few days because I'm hunting with somebody else, but <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Living that blind life. That's right. Man, that's hard to beat. We're gonna have to, maybe that's another goal. We need to get a hard-sided blind. <laughs> maybe we can get a rhino's hard-sided blind this year. The only one they can afford is this guy. Whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. He just had to put a roof on his house this year. He can't afford that. Yeah. He had to buy a whole house, so. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I did ask how much a hard blind was the other day. See, there uh -huh. we go. Uh -huh. I'm not going to lie. Uh, look at me. I do not look like I'm a hard worker. Dude, that was yeah. hard blind life. Late season, hard sided blind over food with a French vanilla cappuccino or <laughs> hot chocolate or a coffee. I'm going to give my hats off to you, because if I if I was you, I'd have gave up about two weeks ago. <laughs> I could get used to that. <laughs> Three weeks ago. <laughs> anyway, like, maybe that's another goal for the year. <laughs> get us some hard-sided blinds. That's going to do it, though, for this week. If you guys are good with that, we'll leave it right there. Good luck, everybody who's still out there hunting. Good luck this upcoming year. Hopefully, we've got big things coming for you. Appreciate you tuning in for the last couple years, and uh, hopefully you'll stick with us. 